Hi, everybody. Welcome to the first ever Driven Hunter podcast presented by Mission Crossbows. This week, we are joined by our good friends, Brian Robinson from the Minnesota Vikings. And we're going to be talking a lot about Vikings football. We're going to be talking a lot about getting started into bow hunting and a little bit about fishing. And I know you have a foundation. We're going to be talking about that as well. But we got a lot of things to cover this week. This is cool because I have never done a podcast before. You've done a lot of them. So (laughs) I'm going to be leaning on you to help carry this thing. But we're going to have a lot of fun. We got tons of stuff to talk about. Um, We'll be talking a little bit about your past history and stuff. But we're just excited to have you. We're going to talk a little bit about this last year when Brian came down and started his bow hunting career right here at the Driven Headquarters. Might even show you a little of that footage, but you know the thing about our podcast is we're going to do one a month uh, throughout the entire year, and we're going to do them here on location in our studio, and then we're going to do some in a more remote locations, which is going to be kind of a cool aspect that a lot of people don't do. We're going to take all our recording equipment, our video equipment out, and say we're in Alaska, we're going to you know, maybe pick the uh, brain of an authentic you know, guide up there, talk about different things, but uh, we're just going to have a lot of fun doing this podcast and you know, hopefully learn a few things along the way. So That's welcome, fun. and uh, let's get started, huh? Yes, sir. Let's talk about how we met to kind of get this thing started. Um, you have obviously been playing for the Vikings, and we'll kind of go through your history here in a minute, but uh, you know, how did we get how did we even meet? Well, we actually got hooked up through my foundation. You know, we brought my foundation down here to Wabasha last year for the first time. It was a very successful event, but we actually got hooked up through some mutual friends. I had, you know, a buddy, Chad Springer, who's down there at the city of Wabasha, and uh, kind of passed me your number and everything. We kind of started talking a little bit, and you donated some stuff to the foundation last year, you and Nicole. And what was cool about it was, you know, last year was really when we first got to really get to know each other. And I kind of picked up the phone. <laughs> and I said, you know what, I'm, I got to get back into this hunting deal. <laughs> you know, I used to do it all the time when I was younger, but I was like, I got to I got to go hunting. So I shot pad a text and uh, pretty much the rest is history, man. We, we came down here a couple of trips. Uh, didn't get no meat in the freezer, but <laughs> we came um, close. it was Pat's fault. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we did come close, but, yeah, that's kind of how we met and just kind of had a good friendship since. That's right. He hasn't invited me fishing yet. <laughs> He's got his boat hooked up to a truck right now. Yeah, out there. I mean, I it's mean, out there. I mean. <laughs> he knows yeah. all the hot spots. Uh, you know what? I mean, I'm into hunting. I, I like fishing, too. But if I had to make my living fishing, boy, I'd be tough. I'd probably starve to death in a quick hurry. Well, I feel the same way about hunting. You know, I can, I can go fish for days, but if it comes to hunting, um, I'm probably screwed. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll get a chance. We're going to get on the water here yet this summer. That's a goal. And we're also going to get you back here this year, and we're going to go after a big Minnesota whitetail. Absolutely. Uh, that's my goal is to get Brian on a big buck this year. So you all have to stay tuned for that because um, I think he's going to have some success. We're, we're trying to get this thing dialed in, and uh, he's getting really good with that that new bow. So we're getting pretty pumped up. There's a lot of stuff in front of us we're going to have one heck of a fun year and and that's what it's about just getting out there and having fun that's what we talked about when we're sitting out there even yep. though it was sub-zero yeah we're sitting in that in that muddy bull blind and we had a heater there but i mean it didn't matter the yeah. heater wasn't the heater, <laughs> the heater wasn't, wasn't keeping working you that warm <laughs> i know but we're still having fun you know it, the night just flew by and uh you 
you just had such a busy schedule. I mean, you were just kind of coming on one day off. Yep. I mean, that's how dedicated he was to uh, bow hunting is he only had one day off. And as soon as he had that day off, he was busting it down here a couple hours south to get in the stand and, and hunt for the evening. And, uh, you know, we came close. So Yeah, we did come close. And, you know, it was kind of like we were discussing in a blind that day. You know, the thing I loved about when I used to hunt younger um, with my dad was the memories that were made from that. And being in that blind, and even though we didn't get a deer, but just seeing the deer come out and just kind of having the conversations we had and just getting back into it, getting back into hunting again and actually being my first bow hunt, uh, which was pretty cool for me. But um, it was just one of those deals that that's a memory that I won't forget. Yeah, I mean, hey, that you just said it right there is, you know, getting back into it. You know, your dad got you started, didn't he? And then hunting, yep, yep. just like me. And uh, it brings back a lot of those memories. You know, when you get out there, you're like, ah, oh, now, I, you know, I remember this. And this is why I like going out there and freezing your butt off and right. that kind of thing. Absolutely. It's funny the things that we do. I mean, even with me fishing, you know, I've, I've put waders on and gone up to, you know, Monticello, Minnesota and waded out in the river when it was 12 degrees outside. The things we do as outdoorsmen, most people wouldn't even want to do they wouldn't even think of doing it and uh you know they probably wouldn't even w wish that on their worst enemy <laughs> you know but <laughs> yep. but for us i mean that's what we do that's what we live for i mean those are the memories that are made when we go out in those sub-zero temperatures yeah it's cold but at the end of the day we know that the reward is very rewarding and you know it's just one of those deals that you'll never forget that 20 years down the road you'll tell your kids about that you'll tell your family about that or whoever you shared that with you'll always have that bond going forward right yeah i think that's important too you know i mean the the aspect of uh just making those memories um it's a time spent out there whether you get something or not you know i actually some of my most fondest memories and hunts that I will never forget or ones that, you know, I fell short on or, or you know, had, you know, a miss or whatever. And I didn't bring home something that kept me wanting to go back. You Absolutely. Know? Sheep hunting is, <laughs> I mean, that, that is one of the toughest things I've ever done. You know, every time I go do it, I say, I'm never coming back here again. Why would I put myself through this? I'm a middle-aged, out-of-shape guy <laughs> that has no business being on the mountain. And then I'm up there, you know, trying to climb with these gazelles that, you know, run around the mountains and they're totally in shape. And here I'm, you know, dying. But at, at the end of the hunt, I look back and I'm like, man, this was so worth it to just, it, it gives you that sense of satisfaction. Um, I mean, I'm sure you can relate to this because of the work ethic and stuff that goes into football. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you go to bed, you're beat, but yet you can't wait. And the next day you wake up and you do it all over again and you get home and you miss it. And uh, we can talk more about that. But I mean, I get it. And that's yeah. and that's what hunting does. A lot of people don't understand that that are non-hunters. Right. But those hunters that love hunting genuinely they can understand what we're talking about. Right. And I get it. Absolutely. Because the same thing with fishing. I mean, you, you talk about it with hunting and everybody knows I'm a big fisherman, but it's the same thing. There's some days we go out there, it's raining, it's, you know, 30 degrees and people are like, why do you even want to do that? Well, 
either you understand or you don't. And, you know, for, for people that live in the outdoors, we get it. And, right. you know, we're, we're here, we're eye to eye <laughs> on that. But, um, you know, a lot of people that don't do it, they're just like, why would you even want to do that? Well, I guess they just won't understand. Well, speaking of, um, you know, talking about the past and stuff, you know, one of the first things I'm sure a lot of people want to hear about is just a little bit about football because we got a lot to talk about. Tell us a little bit about how you got started. And, and, you know, a lot of people ask me, how did you get started in hunting? Obviously, I, I'm interested in how you got started into football and it led to a professional career. And, of course, you know, you've had one of the longest careers of anybody with the Vikings you're probably one of the oldest players with the Vikings. I don't know if I should say that. I don't even think I should tell you, Brian. <laughs> you know what? That's a compliment. That's a compliment. <laughs> I take it that way. But yeah, um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, man. I got started at a very young age. I grew up in Splendora, Texas, uh, which is a very small town. And uh, pretty much the only thing to do in Splendora was either play football or, I don't know, nothing else, really. I mean, it was play football or we didn't really have much. It was, you know, one one light in town you had I mean it's kind of like a, a little light, light here view. <laughs> yeah I mean it's it's about like that but uh man I started at four years old I started playing full padded football uh down in Texas and uh everything else from then on was just it was all about football I mean growing up um you know I played little league all the way through junior high football high school football went on to the University of Texas and then got drafted by the Minnesota Vikings in 2007 so um, for me, it was always about football. It was one of those deals that my dad sacrificed a lot to give me the things that I needed to do uh, to be successful at it. And my dad told me from a young age, um, you know, if you, you ask me to help you work, he goes, I'm going to push you to the limit. And he said, but if at any point you don't, you don't want to be doing that or you, you just, it, you're not loving it or whatever, he goes, he goes, when the season's over, you can do what you want to do. Well, I would always ask my dad, hey, I want to I be great this year. Like, let's go work. And my dad would push me to the limit. And there would be times that I wanted to quit, and he wouldn't let me quit. And by the time it was all over with, it's kind of like we were talking about hunting and cold weather, and it was all worth it. I mean, at the end of the day, um, I credit my dad with a lot of the stuff that I was able to do with my professional career because if I wouldn't have – had that work ethic and I wouldn't have had somebody to help push me when I was ready to quit and I was ready to just kind of shut it down. Um, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So uh, definitely that for him. But yeah, that's kind of how I got started playing football. Is just very young age, Splendor High School on Tram Road, Little League football field. <laughs> well, I read somewhere that uh, back in the day, you bench pressed over 470 pounds. Is that true? That is true. Um, My actually, God, man. I know who's dragging <laughs> out a deer next time we shoot something. Right, right. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, when I was in college actually doing track, um, you know, I'd go over to track side. And, dude, I just got so strong over there doing the track workouts and things like that. And at one point, I was benching pretty close to about 500 pounds. That and, is um, it was stupid. It was nuts. Yeah, it was nuts. I mean, you know, I mean, even for me, you know, I was a guy that was, you know, 265, 270. But yeah. I was throwing the shot put with I heard know, that. monsters, they you know, monster it. guys and throwing it almost 70 feet. So, yeah, it was pretty crazy. It, they they said he was a world-class shot putter and discus thrower is what I read. But So I did a little back back research on you and uh of course we can we can also talk a little bit uh i like what you said about your dad instilling good values in you 
teaching you that you know hard work and dedication is the key to success, That's never right. to give up type of thing. We try to instill that same thing in our kids, and we'll talk a little bit about that here coming up uh, as we go on about that kind of aspect, uh, uh, teaching your kid and getting your kid started right. into hunting um, because we, we have five kids, and, and we've, you know, pretty much got them all except cash and started into hunting. So, and I know you got two younger kids that are coming up, so we can't wait to get them up here in Minnesota. Absolutely. Get them, you know, started, maybe shoot their first deer up here as well. So anyways, um, tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah. I know that you're married and to a wonderful lady. Yeah, We've met her absolutely. and yeah, I mean, both you and I over punted our coverage oh no doubt about it no doubt <laughs> no about pun it. intended I, I don't know you know my wife has bad eyesight so <laughs> i probably met her as she had her contacts out and uh yeah i got Let me lucky. hold on a second <laughs> yeah you're right yep still ugly <laughs> <laughs> no i've uh i've got a beautiful wife man uh love her to death her name's jamie and then uh you know, we got two kids, uh, my daughter, six-year-old daughter, Madeline, and my three-year-old son, who's about to turn four, actually, in July, um, Parker. And you want to talk about a kid that is eight up with the outdoors? Parker. I Parker mean, he is, is Oh, dude, he is, he is all about fishing right now. I mean, he <laughs> wants to fish from sunup to sundown, and if you take him on the boat, he won't let you leave until it's dark and we can't see anymore. I mean, he is that type of guy. He actually went to the hospital the other day. Um, I don't know who gave him this, and if whoever it was wasn't very smart. Uh, they gave him a crankbait. Yeah. And he decides he's going to go out and he's going to start, you know, throwing the crankbait around. And he gets in the yard and he actually practices. He practices really? flipping. He does all this stuff, right? Well, he actually gets a hook in his finger, and they had to take him to the doctor and actually get the hook cut out. Well, you would think a three-year-old normally do that. I'm staying away from that oh, stuff. No. For, no, he went straight home and grabbed another rod and just started practicing <laughs> in the yard. So I don't know if it's that uh, he's not that smart or right, if he's just fishing. fully dedicated. <laughs> I'm going to go with the fully dedicated. But um, And it's funny, we're, we're actually talking about, he actually has started asking me a lot of questions about hunting. Really? Uh, yeah, he actually nice. saw one of y'all's shows last year, actually when we got home in uh, probably February. He got home, and it was one of y'all's bear hunts. And uh, he saw he saw the bear get killed on you know, the TV and everything yeah. like that. And he starts asking these questions. He's like, do you hunt bear? Do, and I'm like, well, I've never hunted a bear before. I said, but I might do it one day, you know. He goes, well, can I hunt a bear with you? And I'm like, absolutely. You know, if that's what you want to do, we'll go hunt bear with you. And so he starts asking me all these questions. He goes, so do we just, we just kill animals? And I'm like, well, we don't just kill animals. You know, I had to explain to him that if you go and you shoot a deer, you shoot a bear, whatever, you, you take it home and you eat it. Like, that's what you do. You, yep. you don't shoot animals just to shoot them. You take them home. You eat them. It's for food. Got to have a it's purpose. For it's got to have a purpose. Exactly. And now he is all about that. I mean, he is just everything we do. He's like, if he catches the fish, he's like, do I have to eat it? And I'm like, no, we can throw that one back. And he's, I'm like, if we keep it, we have to eat it. So now he wants to throw everything back unless it's a fish. He, he might, every once in a while he grabs a fish, he's like, can we eat it? And I'm like, well, we'll just throw it back. But 
he is he's all about that right now man the, the outdoor oh. life for him is uh i think it's going to take us to a lot of cool places i think that parker and i could become good fishing buddies because i'm a <laughs> catch and fry, fry type of guy i mean i right i like catching fish and eating them but uh yeah him and him and Cashin, I think, are going to grow up buddies because yeah. Cashin just turned three. He is all about the outdoors. I mean, as soon as he wakes up, man, he wants outside, mm-hmm. and he wants to be riding on that four-wheeler. He wants to be just doing something outside, so I think they're become buddies. We need to get them hooked up with no some, doubt. some no doubt. young Mission bows and get them shooting. Speaking of Mission, Mission is uh, sponsoring this segment. Uh, I just got a new Mission crossbow, and I'm excited about shooting it. My daughter just took it on her first bear hunt. So, um, anyways, mission is is a great way to get those kids started, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, I understand that your wife Jamie, who I met and and got to know a little bit, she has a professional career in in right. horses and barrel racing. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, you know it's it kind of sucks. You bring a professional football player on here to say that his wife is actually the better athlete in the family. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's a professional barrel racer. She's been doing it for a long time. I think she's been riding horses since she was like three. Um, but yeah, she goes on the road. Actually, as we're talking right now, she's in Oklahoma, you know, riding, and she's gonna actually come up here next week. Come do the foundation event, and then she's flying back to Texas to get ready to go on the road for two months. So she'll be in Wyoming, Colorado, California. I mean, all that. That's and, crazy. Uh, yeah. So she does that, and then she also runs her own horse breeding business. Uh, she has Miller Robinson Performance Horses, and she basically uh, has a French Street to Vegas, and we we sell breedings for for her for her all year long. That's awesome. Yeah. Actually, when I you know, met her and, uh, we had time to chat. She started showing, flipping through her phone and showing me all these photos. She goes, yeah, this is a new truck that I got. And this wasn't just a truck. I mean, this thing is a semi, you know, with a sleeper and everything attached. And then she hauls this big trailer with all the horse equipment and horses in there. And she's driving this thing across the country by herself. That is impressive. Yeah. I'm like, she is wow. She's a boss. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. I mean, I know who every, wears the pants. Oh, in the no doubt about it. I mean, I I don't even think I. I mean, you see, I'm wearing shorts. I don't have any <laughs> pants. So, uh, but yeah, she uh, she like you said, she drives a Freightliner sports chassis. She's got it hooked up to a big Bloomer trailer. I mean, she is. Can she yeah. bench? Can she bench more than you? <laughs> can she? I don't That's think she can bit. bench more than me, but uh, She's got a based on punch. if she pulls up in the truck and I pull up in my truck, and I've got a big truck. Right. But I, if we pull up in both of our trucks, then most people are going to think she definitely benches more than me. <laughs> she dominates you in the truck oh, department. Yeah, I just say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Thank you, well, ma'am. She's a sweetheart, though. You definitely uh, got a good one there. So, yeah, let's talk a little bit. You know, um, you mentioned a little bit about your foundation and fishing and uh and that's kind of how again we got to know each other by donating to your event tell us a little bit about the reel them in foundation and, and how it got started and what it's all about well the way we got started was uh about three years ago we decided jamie and i uh decided that we wanted to do something uh to where we could help our communities to where we could actually reach out and have a positive impact on the communities that we live in both minnesota and texas and so kind of doing this deal, we were trying to combine my love of fishing with football and finding, you know, some sort of charity that we wanted to put our money towards. And 
that's really where we came up with the name, the Real Men Foundation. And um, so once we started that, then it became an issue of, okay, what do we want our cause to go to? And we met with a bunch of worthy charities. I mean, we met with the Shriners. We, we talked with St. Jude's, um, Starkey a Hearing Foundation. We, we talked to quite a few of them. And my wife had actually done a barrel race down in Texas called Diamonds and Dirt. And she had seen a dog demonstration with the canines, the police canines there. And she came back to me and she said, I really think we should talk about this. Like, it was really cool. I wish you could have been there to see it. She said, but we should talk to them about it and just see if that's something we'd like to do. Well, we ended up finding an avenue to get a hold of Christy Schiller, who was the founder of Canines for Cops. And when we talked to her, I actually was at a preseason game uh, against the Tennessee Titans. And I had a conference call with them the day before. We had just landed, I pulled in my hotel room, and then we uh, got on the phone with them. We had a 45-minute conversation with them. And within the first 15 minutes, I had already told them, you guys are the charity that we're going we're gonna to donate towards. And it was just a good fit. My dad was a police officer for 29 years in the Houston Police Department. Uh, my brother-in-law is a firefighter in the Houston. So for us, it was just a good fit. We, we have kind of a soft spot for... Um, our first responders, uh, cops, firemen, uh, EMTs, things like that. And so for us to be able to do this and be able to give back to our communities, it affects more than just a few people. I mean, you're, you're, when you get the canines for cops, you're affecting not only on a community level, but you're affecting statewide level, nationwide level. And that was what was important to us is be able to give back to as many piece, people as we possibly could. So basically, when we put this together, we decided we're going to do a fishing tournament. And, well, what makes a fishing tournament different? Well, that's when we decided, you know, it'd be really cool to bring in some celebrities, some professional athletes, um, you know, country singers, um, just all across the board. Any VIP or celebrity that we could bring in, we pair them with a professional fisherman. We auction those guys off, and whoever wins that auction gets to fish with them the next day. And then, of course, have our open tournament. And I mean, we've since we started this. Um, I noticed you haven't asked me to be part of the professional fisherman. <laughs> well, you're always off shooting deer and hunting bear, and you know you're you're talking about these sheep. Oh, I've, only I was seen, getting... I've only seen one sheep. I mean, you, you've had Let's like forty hunt. <laughs> But I, what I was getting at is that, uh, my fishing abilities just aren't quite up to the professional status yet. Well, we I'm can, getting there. We can put you with a professional, but the, then I got to thinking, well, Pat might need help by two professionals. So, <laughs> All right. Sorry for interrupting. But no, we, uh, I mean, since we started this, we've, we've definitely grown. The first year we did it down in Texas, we, we basically had brought in a bunch of guides from Lake Fork where we had it down in Texas. Uh, we paired them with some teammates that I had from the University of Texas and a couple of guys that, you know, played with me here in Minnesota. And that's really all we had. And then as we've grown, we've, you know, started bringing in guys from the FLW Tour, guys from uh, the Bassmaster Elites and pairing them with, you know, guys up here we do a lot of the current and former Minnesota Vikings. I mean, yeah. um, you know, last year we had guys like Carl Lee and uh, Linval Joseph, Everson Griffin, um, you know, yeah, Chris Goldman was there, I mean, last year. I mean, that's crazy. It's crazy. And then this yeah. year, you know, we've got guys like Randy Moss coming. I mean, really? Yeah, Randy cool. Moss is coming down here. I mean, so it's just. I didn't even know he fished. Yeah, he loves fishing, dude. He He's all about <laughs> fishing. But, you know, last year we raised 
Um, or sorry, my first year we raised uh, right around $27,000. Wow. Last year we raised $110,000. This year we raised $100,000 after expenses just in our Texas tournament. We haven't even had our Minnesota tournament. So the way this thing has grown, obviously um, we have just been – ecstatic about the way it's grown how many dogs we've been able to get back we've given dogs back here in goodhue county we've given dogs back in texas st paul i mean just all over i mean it, it's just been mind-blowing uh the way we've been able to help and just the feedback we've gotten from people and and how much people have supported this cause i mean you know this year we put our tickets on sale sunday and they sold out in 42 minutes i mean 42 minutes sold out a 200 seat auction night dinner. That's insane. I mean, so we've just been blown away and we, we just can't be uh, any happier about the way people have supported this cause. Well, I, and, and that's how we kind of got involved. I mean, the, just the local buzz, you know, um, of course we didn't know each other really. And, and uh, somehow got connected and I'm like, man, you know, this is going on. It's for a great cause. Um, you know, uh, we need to try to get behind it and support it. And of course, you know, that's how we got connected. We donated to your event, and, of course, we can't wait for this year. Yeah. Um, how do people find out more about the Real MM Foundation if they want to help support it and, and maybe possibly come to one of the events down the road? Yeah, well, I'm posting stuff all the time on my social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, and then they can also go to my website, which is brianrobison96.com. And uh, there's a little tab up in the top, and it basically you can go look at the Minnesota tournament, Texas tournaments. You can look at a lot of our stuff that we've had going on, how much money we've donated, things like that. So um, those are those are really the places that we probably do the most and get get as much out there as we can. That's cool. Speaking of you know former Vikings players and and about the Vikings, of course you know that I was going to ask you. A little bit about the Vikings before you get out of here. Right, right. We need to talk about them because I am a big fan. You know, we live right here on the border of Wisconsin, but I mean, I still am a Purple fan. Matter of fact, we got when I got to know Brian, um, he was gracious enough to invite us to a game last year, and the seats weren't too shabby. I mean, uh, no, when we got okay. there, we were in the family section, and <laughs> I pretty much had a really close-up view of the cheerleaders. I, my wife kept like hey, putting now, my Hey, now, on. you better watch it. Nicole's going to come through that door. <laughs> She's going to smack she, you. <laughs> I got to let her watch this first podcast. But uh, I was texting my buddy, who uh, Tim Schneider, who, who films a little bit for us. He was up on the top deck, and I was sending him close-ups of the, the cheerleaders, which he could see through binoculars, but it wasn't quite the view I had. But, no, I, we, it was so incredible to be in that environment and that stadium. My first time ever being in, in the new stadium, and um, <clears throat> just the energy that is created uh, there and the enthusiasm. You know, I mean, I know this last year was kind of a, a fresh start with the, with the new – uh, stadium and everything, but talk about a little bit about that and, and, you know, about the Vikings. You've been there since what, 2007, 2007, yep. To 17, 12 years. And we can tell everybody this is another comeback year. You yep. talked about retirement last year. Yeah, I did. I did. I heard you announced uh, and let me know the other day that uh, he's coming back for another season. He actually, he didn't say it in that way. He said, get, the tree stands ready. I'm coming back. <laughs> I did say that. I did say that. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, just the energy, and we talked about this earlier, just the energy of the fan base uh, has been unreal this year. I mean, you know, yeah, you know, I've been in the NFC Championship before in 2009, and, you know, when the thing that I look at different from the second year after, or the first year coming off of that was the energy of the fan base was just so much different. Um, it wasn't that people weren't excited after 2009, but it just seems like right now uh, the Minnesota Vikings are kind of what the buzz is about. And, you know, you go into free agency, you get a big signing with the quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Um, then you turn around and you open your new facility, the Twin Cities Orthopedics Performance Center. And let me tell you something right now. That place is unreal. I mean, I'll be honest with you, looking at that place, we have no excuses now. So if we <laughs> if we lose, it's – it's not because the owners Ziggy and Mark didn't put forth every possible thing that we needed. I right. mean, from nutrition to uh, weight room to fields to meeting rooms. I mean, this place is, you know, by far the play, the best facility I've ever been in. I mean, everybody that lives in Minnesota, even outside of Minnesota, that is a Minnesota Vikings fan, are excited. You, we go all, we travel all over the country, and. Uh, before you never seen anybody really wearing mm -hmm. Minnesota Vikings apparel or jerseys or hats, whatever. But now you know, you go out of state and people are fans, and uh, yeah. and that's what it's you guys have created. And my hats off to you. I mean, I I know one thing I'm excited about this year, especially you know since you come you're coming back, and uh, it's just going to be a fun year. Uh, what do you think about your new quarterback? I like him, man. He's a great guy off the field, and on the field, he is such a competitor. I mean, every day that we're out in practice, I mean, he's he makes a throw, and everybody on the field is going to know about it because he is screaming, he's yelling, he's jacked up, he's fired up, and you would think it's game day. But it's, it's practice. It's an OTA practice. You're not supposed to get all – jacked up like that well he does um and that's what i like about it is he's a competitor whether it's practice whether it's um you know going in and just having fun with the guys i mean he's he just competes at everything he does and he's a leader and he's a leader he's a very good leader i mean he's gotten with those guys since early on you know obviously i wasn't here at the beginning but um i heard that he was out there throwing every day with the receivers you know taking time um outside what was the norm for us and going and throwing with the guys on the indoor facility, going outside and throwing, making guys run routes and throwing to them and, and kind of building that camaraderie with guys. And that's what you got to like. Yeah. Building that relationship. That's one thing I think, you know, looking from the outside in, I mean, that's what you bring, you know, your leadership and you've been there people, you know, those younger players look up to you and uh, you've, you've been instrumental. I think that's what you bring to that team is that, that rock, you know, that, you know, you're the pivotal cornerstone on that defense and just a, a leader that's just been there, went through a lot of different scenarios and stuff like that. That's cool. We wish you the best of luck this year uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. We'll all be watching. And I'll be, I'll be just counting down the days of like, okay, day off day. Like, <laughs> no doubt. Here comes a text of Brian. What's the win going to be? You yep, know, we're going to be absolutely. in the stand. That's going to be fun. Um, you know, as, as we're on that subject, let's talk a little bit about bow hunting because, you know, as we got to know each other, you said, man, I, I want to get back into bow hunting. You know, you came, you can talk a little bit about your hunting background and, and how you got started with your dad. But, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about, 
you know, your impressions and getting started into bow hunting and, and what you've learned in just a short period of time and, and what you can help the viewers understand and the people that are listening, you know, if they're thinking about doing the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's funny, you know, growing up, we did a lot of rifle hunting. Um, you know, down in Texas, a lot of people outside of Texas say we cheat because we have our our blinds that sit up and we sit off <laughs> and we got a feeder out there and we shoot the deer underneath the feeder. Well, um, that's how I grew up hunting. And we, we did everything with a rifle and man, it was just always a blast to go out there. Even like you said earlier, even when we didn't kill deer, I mean, it was, um, it was just fun to be at the camp. It was fun right. to, you know, sit around the fire and, and do things like that. But that's kind of how I grew up is just rifle hunting. And so actually, um, the first time I ever truly bow hunt, I've shot a bow since I was young. My dad got me a bow when I was young and I used to shoot it all the time. And, um, the first time I've actually ever bow hunted was with you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. We'll, we'll kind of share that moment forever. But, um, that was the first time I went bow hunting and I mean, man, it was just cool to see the deer, how close they get to you. And, and even though we were kind of in a blind, we wasn't in a tree stand or nothing like that, but, uh, it was just still so cool. So surreal to just sit there and see these deer and I've always had a respect for the outdoors and, and the animals that live in it. And, man, just seeing them in their element and just kind of I remember that. Yeah. I, I remember mean, that first moment, actually, thinking back to last year where we're sitting there and, uh, you know, just starting to get late in the evening and, and we knew that the deer were going to start moving. And all of a sudden, I, you know, I was sitting actually to the left of you and I'm like, here comes a deer and you're like, where? And you're kind of looking out like, uh, you know, further out right. and all of a sudden it's like right in front of you're like oh man <laughs> yeah i mean it, it did skin. it caught me by surprise because you know normally when i grew up younger i've you know them deer were 150 yards out so same thing i'm looking and i'm, yeah. I'm like where's this deer and i kind of look down and i'm like <laughs> oh it's right there C can i move like am i allowed to move like I, I didn't know what to do but um but man it was just it was just so much fun and um you know being able to have that matthew's bow in my hand and really being able to you know kind of get we came out here and we we were able to shoot at the target and stuff like right. that i thought i was ready i thought i was ready and then i uh, found out very quickly that i wasn't quite ready <laughs> uh, hey that happens um you know that's part of the learning curve you know with bow hunting but uh, um you know and and you're gonna mature as i mean you weren't a great football player when you first started playing football i mean it takes time to develop into Absolutely. you know a good archer but that's the cool thing about it. I mean, nowadays, you know, kids are brought into it at, at a young age. I mean, they, they have archery in the schools programs now, which they never had back when we grew up, you know, um, that kind of taught them, you know, proper form and stuff like that. Right. And, and just got them out there having fun shooting archery, which is, you know, part of it. Um, but, you know, thinking back, I, we get a lot of questions when we go to these shows and stuff, you know, how, how do I get my kid involved in archery and, and how do I get started? I mean, you can start, you know, anytime in your life, you know, case in point, you know, you just started this last year. Yeah. I mean, you can start when you're, well, we had a lady come up and tell Nicole that she was like in her mid seventies. And just by watching Nicole on film, she started archery hunting then. So, wow. you know, you can do it at any age. It's great to get the, you know, get the kids started when they're young. You know, the thing that we recommend is, you know, if you're going to get started, the best thing to do is just go to a, an actual archery shop and, um, and talk to them, let them 
kind of, you know, get you outfitted and get you set up in the right right manner because they can, they can get you into that right bow, you know, and, you know, there's a lot of different bows out there. I mean, and, you know, without bashing any, they all make great products for sure. Um, we've been shooting Matthews forever, never shot another one. So that's how we know. I know Matthews has a mission line that's a little bit more affordable, but a mission line also has a lot of bows for the younger generation. My son's been shooting a mission craze, and that's been a wonderful bow. And that bow adjusts as he grows the draw wow. length, the weight, and everything. So he doesn't just shoot it for a year or two and then have to, you know, go to a different bow. He can just keep adjusting that thing. And it's just been a, a great bow for him. So, um, you know, that's a great bow to start with. But just go to a dealer and let them kind of show you everything from A to Z. You know, this is what you need to get started and stuff like that. They'll take you in their range and shoot. We have archery headquarters over here uh, that uh, handles our stuff in Rochester. Marty does a wonderful job. We we go to Shields. My daughter is now the, the manager in the bow hunting department. Can you believe that? Oh, my goodness. My little girl. Wow. Now, Olivia, she has grown up. She's uh, 22 years old, and she is managing the archery department for Shields in Rochester, sir. So I'm feeling old. Like, Where's <laughs> Olivia? I'm like, man, she's off doing bigger and better she, things. She's actually working now, Pat. <laughs> and and they're proud. They said she's doing a wonderful job, but she is so excited because she tells me about, man, I helped this guy get, you know, started in bow hunting and you know it's kind of a cool aspect that's awesome so that's awesome but yeah we you know it's just i like bow hunting because again you like you said it's kind of that closeness that you get you know not saying anything bad about gunning because we're gun hunters too you know and that's how we grew up it was it was tradition it still is in minnesota everybody gets together have a big you know, kind of get together and, and go out on a party hunting situation and, and have a weekend of it. And we still do that. And we need to do that more, you know, bring right. everybody together. And that's, that's fun too. But, uh, the bow hunting is more of a one-on-one more quiet, you know, you're observing nature. You it's know. different. It's more challenging to me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong with rifle hunting. I love rifle hunting I and mean, that's what I grew up doing. But that was the one thing that I learned is it is much more challenging. I mean, because, You've got to get the deer in the right place. You've got to, you know, you've got to have the right angle at the shot. And the other thing that I found out is how technical shooting a bow is. And it, it, it's funny I say that because I should know that, um, you know, being a shot putter and, and playing football, your technique and how technical your, you know, your technique is in the ring and, and how many different spots you got to hit in the ring and throwing a shot put and stuff like that. It was the same thing as shooting a bow. I mean, you have to, I mean, you gotta, you gotta get the arrow in there. You gotta pull it back and you gotta make sure that you don't hit anything in it. Cause that was the other problem I had is making sure I didn't, you know, put my elbow through the window well, or something. I'm not used to having a six, four man in the blind with me. Usually Nicole's five, four. She's, she's a good 12 inches short. But it's, it's just one of those deals that one little thing you do wrong can make you miss a shot or not. And, you know, the thing we found out with me last year, it took two hunts to figure it out, but was that I kept wanting to look at the arrow when I released it. and See where it hit. And it was funny. We didn't actually realize that until we looked at the footage the second time around. And it was like, why do I keep missing to the right? And after the second time that I had shot – 
<laughs> we, we're yeah. we're kind kind of telling a little bit yeah. of the backstory. Kind of telling a little bit of the backstory. I mean, I'm not afraid to tell. Yeah, I missed twice last year. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> anyway, but we, uh, you know, I shot, and when I'd shoot, I try to look and see where the arrow went, rather than just letting it follow through. And it was funny because when I come out here and shoot the target, I'm like, it's on. Like I'm I'm good. Oh we're, yeah, we're he ready was, to go. Oh, he nailing was, it. He was just like putting yep. it right in there. And then as soon as I go to shoot a deer, no, I want to see where that's going. And yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, next, all I know is next year, or this year, I should say, when I release that bow, I'm just letting it go. Yeah, he's gonna follow through. Be, yep. I said, Brian, you need to just. Last year, I said you need to stick with the football thing. Uh, let me do the hunt, and, and we'll be fine. So he's like, I man, he said there's nothing to this stuff. After he shot the target, and then we went out there, and it yeah. was it was crazy. It was, but, it was hey, yeah. that's that's all part of it, you know. That's why we do it. And this year going to be totally different. Yeah, this so. year I'm probably going to have the biggest buck on the driven ranch. So, <laughs> well, time will tell. We got some <laughs> we got some awesome deer coming up. Yeah, you know, right now, uh, you know, we just got our food plots all in. Uh, we got mainly we planted corn, beans, um, we planted alfalfa, and we're going to be, you know, now waiting another month here to plant our fall stuff, you know, our brassicas. Um, gonna be planting a lot of evolved shot plot and stuff like that to, uh, we're just waiting for a good rainfall, kill the weeds off and get that fall stuff coming in. And it's going to be an awesome year. Well, uh, my, my question is, do you think there's some way that we can get a snowmaker in October we need down it. here and just start shooting snow, like get one of the big Buck Hill, um, snowmakers that they get to get their ski slopes going just go shoot that on a field or something like that. Yeah. That would, you know what? You might be on to something. Hey, I'm just saying. You know, that, that might get the deer moving. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to affect the weather too much, but it, it never fails. You just can never get the conditions perfectly right at the perfect, at the right time. I should say, you know, it seems like when the end of the season kind of, you know, stops, that's when the conditions get right. But, right. you know, we're going to stay after it. We're going to, we're going to have fun this year. It's going to be, you know, an insane year. We got a lot of deer that we passed up last year that I'm excited about this year. So yeah, I passed up on all mine. Brian, there's a really nice deer here on our home farm that's got some non-typical stuff growing. He's like, put that, that one's the one I want. So he's already got laid claim to that one. I mean, I, you know, I just. You're going to have to fight Nicole for that one. Well, here's the deal. I mean, you know, I I, I don't like to show off money, but how much is that deer going to cost me, (laughs) Pat? (laughs) Maybe part of your contract for this year. We'll see. But uh, anyways, yeah, I think I got, I pretty much cover everything. I got to put on these darn glasses because uh, it is that you know, age yeah, thing kind of creeping in on me, but let's just wrap this thing up. Um, give me a little bit of your predictions on this next year for the Vikings. And then oh, man. what's next for Brian Robinson? So you're going to put me on the spot that way. Um, well, I don't think I would be a good, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't think I would be a good Minnesota Viking if I expected anything less than a Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, whoa. Uh, and I, and I hate predictions because it's almost like you're throwing it out there and you're saying, Hey, right. this is what we're going to do. But that, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is I think this team is fully capable of winning a Super Bowl. Now, whether we do it or not, that's on us. Because at the end of the day, you can talk about it all you want, but if you don't go out and do it on Sundays, then it doesn't matter. And so I th- that's what I'll say is I think this team is capable of winning a lot of games and getting to the Super Bowl. But the fact of the matter is we have to go out there and play like we can do that. 
as far as what's next for me, um, you know, I, I'm not really sure what's next to me. I've got a lot next for me, but I've got a lot of things that I think I've got in the works right now. Um, you know, I think for me, uh, I love fishing. We, we know this, but we've discussed it a hundred times. Um, but I think for me is my ultimate goal would be to, um, do some stuff in the fishing business, whether that be, uh, shooting a TV show, whether that be, um, doing some commentating, uh, different things like that. That's what I would like to do because that gives me more time to be with my family. It also allows me to stay in the, in the industry that I have a passion for and still be able to keep myself busy. Um, now I have other options too, of going out and being a tournament fisherman, professional fisherman, uh, whether that be with FLW, whether that be fishing some bass opens, things like that. I don't know. We'll cross that road when we get there. But that's what I would like to do is I'd like to be in the outdoor business of some sort. And I'd like to, you know, really keep myself in the fishing industry because that is such a passion of mine. And uh, plus, it'll give me a lot more time to go hunting with Pat and Nicole. Yeah. Hey, we welcome it. You, you know what? You have an open invite. And, uh, you know, Nicole and I want to wish you the best on this season for the Viking, with the Vikings, and also in your future endeavors, you know, in the fishing side of things. And if you ever have any interest in joining the hunting side professionally, <laughs> you can always join the driven team. You so. know what? I'll leave that to you, Pat. I'll, uh, you know, I'll just come along when you need some moral support and you need an extra arrow. Well, now that I know you can bench press that much, I think I need somebody to help drag and carry these sheep out of the mountains when I finally shoot one. <laughs> you know what? That, that's what you have a Polaris for, right? <laughs> yeah, well, good point. But uh, <laughs> anyways, we appreciate, Brian, you, you joining us. Tell Jamie hi for us, we'll and uh, we'll be watching on the big screen for you. Good Absolutely. luck this season. Thank, Thank you, you very much.